Welcome to this late hour. A look at the world through the lens of scripture. I'm your host, Casey Knowlton. Greeting podcasters, it's Casey again. Today is part two of a two-part special that I've put up. Just a short little uh, tidbit here from something that my mentor, Rick Schell, who passed away two years ago today, January 20th, had to share uh, about sin and his own life and testimony. Because this podcast ultimately is his fault, without the Lord using him to intervene in my life and bring the gospel to me, (laughs) so the thing that changed my life, uh, I wouldn't be married, I wouldn't have children, and I certainly wouldn't be doing a podcast about the end times. So in honor of one of the greatest men I've ever known. Today I'd like to play um, more audio that Rick recorded for a conference he did for Campus Crusade regarding his own spiritual journey and testimony as it relates to the sanctification process and our struggle with sin as believers. Mr. Shell, you're missed and you're honored today on this late hour. Have you ever dated a woman smarter than yourself? Yes. Now, in one of our dates, she talked to me about Jesus. When I read on Camus and Sartre and Hess, and I read on Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, Jainism, you name it, every religious thing except Christianity. And so that night I sat down on my bed and I said, okay, Jesus, you're real. You can forgive sin. I got lots of that. Going to the throne, you come into my life, you change me. You got me. Woke up, didn't feel any bells or whistles or anything, and I saw another Christian girl, and she said, you think Jesus would lie to you? I said, no, I don't think Jesus would lie. She goes, why don't you thank him for coming into your life? I went, okay, Jesus, thank you for coming into my life. And from that moment, things began to change. And so the first day as a believer, I prayed, and I said, okay, God, what do you want to do in my life? I read my Bible and prayed, and he said, I want the profanity issue. So I gave him one little dot of my life in the sense. I'd already given him basically my whole life, but now he specifically wanted the profanity area. I said, heck, I don't know how to change that. You, you, you take it. I can't do it. And that day, my profanity dropped off immensely, and then within a week, it really was gone. Well, the second day I got up and read my Bible and prayed, and Christ was on the throne and I'm off the throne, and God said, I want you out of the fraternity drug ring. So I gave him another little dot in my life, and I went to my fraternity brothers and I said, okay, uh, guys, look, you got all the prophets, I'm out. And they were like, all right, that's more for us, you know, good. And so I gave him that area of my life. Okay. The third day of my Christian life, I got up and read my Bible, and and this has literally happened in three days. Okay, this is not, I'm not making this up. Read my Bible, prayed, and God convicted me about the relationship with the <clears throat> other sorority girl and said, I want Susie. And I went, no, I'll take care of Susie myself. Thank you very much. (laughs) And so Susie and I had sex. And uh, then all of a sudden, it's like 
I was tucked tight inside again. And a couple days go by, I'm having quiet time, and it's like chewing on cardboard. So I pray and I say, God, I said, is there any problems between you and me? Quiet, nothing. I went, okay, okay, okay. That scared me when God stopped speaking to me. It just scared me. And I end up at a fraternity party and I end up with a guy and uh, we get to talking and he turns out to be a Christian. And I said, hey, I became a Christian three days ago, but it's like, like Jesus left me. And he said, you got sin in your life. What is it? You know what it is. And I go, well, I don't really. I'm, yeah, yeah, what was it? I said, well, is it wrong to have sex with a girlfriend? You know, he goes, yeah, it's called fornication. <laughs> and he says, you need to confess that. Confess that? What do you mean, confess that? You need to call it what God calls it. You need to say, God, I was wrong for having sex with Susie, and you need to let God have Susie. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't even know you guys. Some dude from some other fraternity, and he's telling me that. Saying, because, so you want to do that right now? And I go, right now? Yeah, pray about it right now. I went, well, yeah, I, I guess. I, yeah, I want to get Jesus back wherever he went. I mean, you know. And so we sat there at the table, and we prayed, and I prayed, and I said, I'll give you Susie. And I'm sorry that I fornicated with Susie like that. In Jesus' name, amen. He says, okay, well, you make sure you tell Susie that, you know, okay. And by the time I made it down the stairs, it was like the world had come off of me again. I had a song in my heart again, and it was like freedom. I was just, it was marvelous. So my life is starting to conform more to the image of Christ. And so it's a process. And when I express this to other people, I go on and I skip a number of years. So 20 years later, I'm in full-time Campus Crusade work. I'm off to share Christ with somebody. I had to cut across three lanes of traffic. And the third guy is a motorcycle guy. And as I cut around in front of him, he gives me the brotherly sign of love and affection like that. I have my truck window rolled up and I said, and F you too, buddy. And all of a sudden, you know, people go, Wait, 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 I thought you dealt with that on the first day. I, I hadn't said that word in 25 years or 20 years or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, and I was like, Father, I was wrong. I was impatient. I returned evil for evil. I shouldn't have spoken the profanity at this guy. And I confess all that to you. The distance in time between when I was convicted and when I dealt with it was 20 seconds not two weeks or a week or whatever it is. So I make this point, and the point is this. The distance in time between when you're convicted of sin and when you deal with sin is an evidence of spiritual maturity. Some people it's one day, some people it's two weeks, some people it's three months, five years, like that. But if you've been convicted, you need to deal with it quickly. And the longer you go, that gets you into that state of carnality. And when, when guys see that, they don't have to get there perfect in three days. It's like, oh, I just have to cooperate with the Spirit in this process to conform more to the image of Christ.